Listener Production. Hey there, Bencion Siebert here with your afternoon briefing and happy Valentine's Day. Lovers all over the world are buying each other overpriced flowers and chocolates and taking each other to restaurants and even having sex today. Why? Because a Roman emperor 1700 years ago banned his soldiers getting married and a Christian saint got caught marrying them anyway. Anyway, Valentine's Day is a particularly good day to talk about consent and how to keep it front and centre in our intimate relationships. And also, maybe how we view consent as adults is heavily influenced by what we learn as kids. So how and when should kids learn about consent? Chanel Contos is the head of Teach Us Consent, an organisation lobbying for better education and better conversations about consent in Australia. Chanel, thanks for joining us. Tell us why it's so important to talk about consent this Valentine's Day. I think it's a really important day to address consent because Valentine's Day obviously has connotations of, you know, sexual encounters given the very romantic nature of the day and people tend to celebrate in couples and alongside that can be things like expectations or um you know really nice healthy intimate moments which need consent in order to happen what do you think people misunderstand about it i mean legally consent means agreeing to do something so when a sexual encounter consent means wanting to be there and you know indicating that you want to be there but I think consent is more than that I think it's even arguably more simple than that I really think that consent is more of an empathetic exchange of emotions and feelings together and it's kind of not just good enough to go after someone who's you know, not saying no. Consent should be enthusiastic, it should be specific, it should be informed, it should be ongoing, and it should be mutual. So on Valentine's Day specifically, if, you know, you've had a sexual interaction with someone in the past, or perhaps you've spoken about doing things on these days, just because you've done something before doesn't mean that you consent to it every time in perpetuity forever. So I think that's a really important point here. And I think another idea of consent that can come into play on Valentine's Day is, you know, often people give each other presents or take them to dinner or potentially give them quite a lot of attention or show large signs of affection on this day. But that doesn't mean that because someone's done that for you, that you owe them anything or that because you've done that for someone, that they owe you anything. So consent cannot be bought through dinner or presents or things like that. It's very much about how a person's feeling in the moment. Absolutely. I don't know what your experience was of sex education in school, but I certainly remember it being kind of like a an anatomy class. It mm. certainly didn't have any mention of consent so far as I recall. Is that your experience as well? And do you know about what sex education is like more broadly across Australia in relation to consent? So when I was at school, I received consent education for the first time when I was 15 years old. My peers were 16. We're all in year 10. And the whole session was just on sexual consent. And what I found was that this was drastically too late. It was something that we needed to do about 
much earlier and more importantly the boys that we hung out with needed to hear about it much much earlier in that session we very much got the details of what constitutes a sexual assault from a legal point of view except I still don't think we were truly equipped with the tools or understanding to be able to address all of the nuances that come into this you know for example being in love with someone but not wanting to have sex with them or you know someone being your boyfriend but you're not ready to take that next step especially when you're in those younger kind of teen years and I know that consent education across Australia until recently has been quite atrocious most of the time it's been non-existent and in the places where it is it can often be taught from a lens that isn't really about the safety of individuals but maybe more trying to deter people kind of like mean girls stuff of like if you have sex you will get pregnant and die <laughs> um omitting consent from that dialogue and yeah as of 2023 though consent education is now mandated in the australian curriculum from kindergarten until year 10 every year thanks to the um, work that teachers consent's done and the uh, thousands of people who signed that petition to make that happen. So tell us about that story. You posted on Instagram in February of 2021. What happened then? I posted on Instagram in February of 2021, basically asking people to share their testimonies of sexual assault that happened to them while they were young. And alongside that, launched a petition for consent to be mandated in the Australian curriculum. The whole idea was that education can prevent the vast majority of sexual violence and we were either not receiving it or receiving it too late or because we hadn't received it, we either didn't seek help or felt there was a taboo around it. And yeah, almost 7,000 testimonies came in in a few weeks and almost 50,000 Australians signed the petition. Thankfully, the government was listening and the Australian curriculum was in the process of undergoing a review yeah, we kind of made this monumental education change happen in only a year. That's amazing. What does a good consent education program look like? You mentioned that you didn't find the consent education, the sex education you received did what it needed to do. I mean, I think a good consent education program needs to obviously teach all the basic principles of consent in an affirmative way, you know, talk about enthusiastic consent and teach people how to read other people's body language or focus on their um, experience in that moment. But I think what we're still lacking as a society is also turning towards the kind of positives of sex and the positives of consent and having that focal point be on mutual pleasure and mutual enjoyment. Because if you are focusing on someone's experience or how they feel, how comfortable they are, then it's pretty much impossible to violate someone's consent. So your organisation is called Teach Us Consent and it's recently partnered with Lifestyles. Can you tell us the importance of brands and their involvement in pushing this conversation forward? I see it as everyone's responsibility to have these conversations, you know, governments, parents, teachers, and definitely the private sector to use their kind of resources and reach and brand trust to elevate this message. So Lifestyles, for example, it's, you know, a condom brand. Many young people, it's, I think everyone remembers buying their first box of condoms and reading it. Every bit of information on the whole thing to try to figure out what the hell to do next. And 
I think it's really important that this sort of messaging is reinforced and consistent by having consent messaging. You know, we're planning on getting the actual messaging on the actual foils very soon. And having that sort of leaflet and that information in there means that we're just consistently reinforcing this messaging in different areas where it's relevant. And it is relevant in all areas, but in a sexual encounter, when you're opening up a condom or opening up a box of condoms, it's definitely something that people should be reminded of. As you mentioned, consent isn't only about sex. Can you describe some of the ways in which it's important to uh, include consent in your focus in other elements of your life? Yeah, well, I mean, if consent and respect are quite intertwined and I think that if you're someone who respects people's boundaries you know doesn't push them to do things they don't want to do like peer pressuring someone to drink alcohol or take drugs that could be violations of consent or spiking someone for example but if you kind of think back to really young kids and how we can teach these concepts of consent and how to engage in with other people in a healthy way you know we can teach kids concepts of consent by talking about playing with toys, you know, giving permission to share those things, teaching them to ask permission if they're going to braid each other's hair or hold each other's hand. And not only teaching them to ask, but also teaching them to say no. And then also, more importantly, teaching them how to respect a no. Because if that's common practice from a young age, then by the time they get older and they learn about sex and they get consent thrown in as part of their sex education, these concepts already make sense to them and they may not take a no as a kind of personal rejection, but more of an understanding of like what another person wants in that moment. If you're a person who feels as if you need to speak about consent and you haven't spoken with your partner about it before, are there ways to bring up that conversation that uh, you would suggest? I think consent's really important to discuss before a sexual act if it's potentially you know the first time you're doing something but again remembering that these things are reversible and that consent is ongoing so even if you're discussing oh let's have a really romantic valentine's day like i'll cook you dinner and then you know we can go to the bedroom after and do this if it gets to that moment and any party isn't feeling like it consent can be revoked and that should be okay if you're someone who's in a relationship where you kind of feel guilted into having sex more frequently than you want to or things like that which I think is something that can be really common especially with lots of expectations around women to kind of satisfy men in inverted commas if you're willing to have conversations to say you know this doesn't mean that I don't still love you or I don't still like you or I'm not still into you this isn't a personal rejection on you as a person this is just what I don't want to be doing at this time and you know I suppose find it hard to say that because I feel as though you get upset can be a really important conversation to have if you're feeling as though there is kind of pressure coming potentially directly from your partner or just more externally from narratives around what relationships are supposed to look like and what Valentine's Day is supposed to be. could be really important. Well, that's a really important message and a really vital conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Chanel Contos there. And if you or someone you know has experienced sexual violence, you can call 1-800-RESPECT on 1800 737 732. And there's some really good stuff on the 1-800-RESPECT website too, if you'd like to find out more about consent and respectful relationships. 
That's all for this afternoon's edition of The Briefing. Check your feed from 6am tomorrow for your morning briefing. And in the meantime, chuck us a follow on Instagram, send us a DM and join our broadcast channel. I'm Ben Sion Siebert. Thanks for listening. Listening.